That's the law. Oh, God. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It's the end of May, which means it's hockey playoff, buddy. <laughs> and the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs started this weekend. And boy, do they look interesting. Uh, we have a couple of wrinkles to get into in terms of how the path you know, looks now to be a little bit more certain. We know who's going to play who. There's still some regular season games being played, question mark. Um, but they don't yeah, mean that's, anything, I that's at the top of my list of shit. I was so confused. Yeah, yeah. So to answer all of these questions and more, we bring back best hockey guest we've ever had on the deep dive and i don't think there's a close second <laughs> we have Pizzola on once he's gonna throw yeah, it's like i'm not saying Pizzola's better but it's one and one a fully aware that you guys have had Pizzola on because you know we had a tough connection that day the sound quality wasn't great but his insight was great um but no we did a, a season preview with the great andy mcneil of vcent uh fame uh talking hockey when the season kicked off and it has only gotten more interesting as we now know uh how the how the field is shaped up. Um, it doesn't really get interesting until the final four because we've seen all of these teams play each other because they are basically sticking within their quads uh, until we get to the final four. Um, but uh, just to kind of recap for people who weren't aware, um, they did basically four different pods because of coronavirus issues. All of the Canadian teams are together in one pot in the north. Um, all of the good teams in the NHL are in the east. Um, and then, you know, all of the bad teams, plus the Avalanche and the Kings are in the west. Uh, so they've, they've done some funny segre you know, segregation of quality uh, opponents across the, um, the NHL this year. And we now know four teams from each pod qualify for the playoffs. They're not the best 16 teams, but they're the best four in each pod. Um, and I guess as I look across the landscape, I is it fair, number one, Andy? For you know, first of all, welcome back to the deep dive. Oh, uh, me for a loop, yeah. Day. Sorry, uh, you know what? It's funny, your uh, Twitch notification actually caused my phone to connect to um, <laughs> my headphones. Well, I wondered if you just bailed Mac. right away. <laughs> well, I don't know, my phone's over there, so I had to turn it off <laughs> to make sure you know, easy. Easy troubleshoot there, but I'm good. I'm good. We're good. All good. All good. So I guess as we stand back, is it fair the way I've characterized some of this? The Eastern Conference really seems to be pretty top heavy. You've got four legit contenders. The Canadian division is an also ran probably. Comes whoever comes out of there likely gets eliminated by the Eastern finalist. And then uh, in the West, you have your top two teams for the Stanley Cup in the Avs and then Golden Knights uh, going up against. Uh, some pretty inferior com opponents. I mean, I guess, how would you sit back and, and kind of characterize the way well, the four divisions played out and the way that they're now seated heading into uh, the final four? 
Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's pretty tough for the most part to like generalize and and make a you know like kind of a, a like you, you were doing there with sorry, but uh, like it's just because they they are a little bit different in in some ways. Um, the East, I would say, you know, that was heading into the season. Everybody kind of predicted that to be the the toughest of the divisions uh, because I mean I think I believe two out of the eight teams had you know uh, a, a positive win share. Uh, in the previous season. So it was, you know, a lot of teams that were expecting to kind of compete for the playoffs. And that's what we got. Uh, the Rangers missed the playoffs um, despite being, you know, one of the better teams for, for much of the season. Uh, so, th- so that, that was, you know, a clue that it was probably a correct uh, estimate that people made prior to the season, thinking it was going to be tough uh, for somebody to come out of the East. And I mean, all year long, we saw the Islanders in the top spot, the Bruins, um, the Capitals, the Penguins, it ended up uh, being Pittsburgh that did finish in first. Um, the Islanders actually finished in, in fourth, and that's why we had the matchup that we do. But, um, yeah, we've got the, the two, you know, probably top contenders out there in, in the West with uh, Vegas and Colorado. But, I mean, I believe the Lightning are still right there. We, we got a glimpse of it last night um, with uh, with their win over the Florida Panthers, One of the probably one of the best hockey games you'll ever see on TV, just – Absolutely wild stuff. It had every that game had everything, and if you, if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about because um, you know it came right down to the the last. It didn't go to overtime. The first three games of these Stanley Cup playoffs have gone to overtime, which uh, I mean is is great for for the NHL's uh, from a, from a marketing standpoint for sure. Both, I think we both clicked on it there. <laughs> and uh, you know Tampa Bay and Florida, they they didn't go to extra time, but uh, you know Tampa Bay ended it basically in the final minute on a breakaway. So. It was it was pretty much a sudden death uh, situation, and uh, yeah, the playoffs, man, they've they've lived up to the billing. But uh, there's there's you know there's a team that can can win the Stanley Cup in every division for sure. Toronto, they've you know arguably got the easiest path uh, because they've got some you know fair relatively weak teams in in Winnipeg and Edmonton and uh, Montreal, the team that they're up against first. Excuse me, um, and. Uh, you know, and so it, it, they're they're a big favorite, and they would likely be a big favorite, or they will be a big favorite in the second round, um, which is why you see. I saw a prop the other day. It was, um, I believe, it was you know the the, the team to win the the two come out of the and represent Canada in the final four, uh, and, and it had odds, and Toronto was listed at minus one twenty five, um, you know, roughly fifty five percent. And and I did some rough math and, and came out with around fifty eight percent. So just kind of gives you an idea of how much I expect them or how often I expect them to uh, to to be a Final Four team. Um, and then you know like Carolina's right behind there with uh, with 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 the the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers uh, as teams that you know are totally capable of of going on a run. And then you, of course you have the Bruins and everybody else in the East. I mean, yeah. I I've, so it's wide open. I've got some concerns with, with, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, even Boston, but you know, every single one of those teams are, are capable of, of going on a run here. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining playoffs in, in, a, in a long time. You kind of, yeah, you kind of already, I mean, you answered my question without even me asking it. I was going to say, are you disappointed at all with this, with the format compared to, you know, last year's or, or not last year's, obviously last year's was goofy too with the double bubble, but yeah, yeah. like uh, let's just say a normal year, somebody's asking me to order them a crawler from Tim Hortons behind me here. It's closed down. It's shut down. This is them. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you watch a lot more hockey than we do. I watch a lot of playoff hockey. Cause it's just 
way better. It's like the NBA. I love the playoffs. I don't know yeah, if I'm down with the regular season, but no, I mean, you, you know, Mr. Watching tons more hockey. Do you hate it? I, I don't know. Just in my head, when I looked at the bracket right away, I'm like, oh, that sucks that it's not going to be, you know, like Colorado and Vegas for the Western conference or, you know, for like, well, for, you know, know. Yeah. getting that, you're still going to get that matchup. Like there, you know, things maybe, can happen. Maybe not. Like Minnesota, you know, the, I think. Is probably yeah. yeah. Minnesota's already up. Of the time here. <laughs> yeah. If, if you want to bet Vegas, you can get about even money for the, uh, for that series right now, if you want to bet them live, but you know, you're probably going to end up with like a Vegas, Colorado matchup anyway, but like, does it take away a little? And, you know, you talk about Toronto, they're a good team, but, if it were, you know, a normal series or a normal setup, they likely wouldn't make the Eastern Finals. Like there'd be, you know, no, a couple they, they teams from the wouldn't. Eastern pods. They likely wouldn't, but you know, as things stand right now, I, 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 you know, between a, a series between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs would be, I don't know what exactly it would be. I haven't priced it out, but I'm, I'm going to guess, uh, it, you know, depending on who, who ends up with home ice, which would be Toronto in that in that scenario, I believe. Uh, it, it, it would be, uh, you know, they would they would definitely be the favorite there. Um, not by much, I don't think. I don't, you know, I think they're pretty comparable teams overall. But, uh, I, you know, the Leafs are a really good team. They're a very good hockey team. Uh, you know, it's, a lot of it, I feel, is just narrative stuff. Like, it's, you know, they're, they're a team that everybody loves to hate. I hate them. I think, you know, I, I they're, they're the most I think embarrassing. they're fans well, the, their fans in the media are embarrassed themselves. Do they want to win, or do the fans want them to lose so they can complain about it? No, you know, no. I mean, I, like I, I know a lot of sensible Leafs fans. Like uh, you know, Rob Zola is sort of sensible, I guess. But you know, and uh, it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely like the the city is hungry for a Stanley Cup championship. It's nineteen sixty seven, right? I mean, that's like two generations, pretty much, um, and. It's uh, you know they they've they've got every right to be excited about their chances this year, but I understand why people think that they're cursed and whatnot. But at the same time, they like they have they've they're that team that organization has gone through the same uh, growing pains that other organizations have. I, I was a I'm a Boston Bruins fan, and and you know they they were up three games to none uh, against the Flyers in in 2010. Uh, and lost that series. The Flyers won four straight games. The next year they come back, they win a cup. I mean, it, it's it's not like it's every every single organization goes through that. So I think the narrative you had, just you kind had of to rub it in that they won a cup. Its own, you know what? You had to yeah, rub it got, in that they won a cup, though. <laughs> they well, came no, back just, year I, it was just, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was an example. It was just an example of my own fandom, my own experience of being like watching a team, you know have things happen to a team where it's like, oh, what could possibly, you know, how could they ever possibly overcome this stuff? Like you think it would just cripple them, like their spirit. And then, and, and, and you just start to think there's some sort of curse over them. But like, it's obviously that's not real. That's, you know, just, and it's, and the Leafs being who they are, you know, one of the richest franchises and the most popular franchise in Canada, it's just, it's taken on a life of its own. And, you know, any, of course, and like, it's probably a good thing that there's no going to be no fans in the stands for, for these games because the second things, you know, didn't go right for them, especially when playing in the Bell Center in Montreal, uh, it, it would be, uh, you know, chaos and just a, an environment that no player would want to be in. So then things could unravel rather quickly. So I don't know. Like Toronto's just way more skilled than Montreal. Uh, there, there's going to be um, probably a, you know, it's probably going to be pretty even in terms of shots, but 
that the Leafs are going to take more dangerous chances. And even if they didn't, even if they took the same shots, the, the, the shot off a Maple Leafs player's stick is likely to go in the net a lot more often than uh, the shot off a Canadian's player's stick. It's They've just got so much skill up front, especially on their you know first couple of lines. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys want to get into here? We've got a game. Yeah, I was coming up. I was just uh, in. Lo- I was in Logan a week ago. They're very sure that Boston won some titles. Like title town, those yeah. banners. Those banners are yeah. everywhere. Like, oh town, my god! Yeah. Like oh, you won a lacrosse championship or something. There's even like I don't even know what the team was. Like yeah, that's you know I'm a I'm a Minnesota fan. I don't need that shit in my life. We have like the, <laughs> we have like the, we have like the '87 Twins and like the 2006 Lynx. I guess the Twins have one too, but yeah, the, yeah, Boston has won some championships. I, I I didn't realize it'd been so long for the Leafs. I kind of want to cheer for them now. I still won't. I don't. I don't think I will anyway, just because it's been funny to make fun of the Canadians every time they don't win the the cup again, and then get in the argument with Twitter about it. But no, um, I, I did have one quick question about. They, they are guaranteed the to have a team in the final four this year. In the final four, Ask they're getting one in the happen. final four. It's going happen. to happen, and that that is my question about the. That's final a bold four. prediction, so, Andy. Yeah, yeah. The, so the the so all right. So the four pods, the winners of the first two series play each other in the pods, but the, so the pod winners get reseeded, correct? So yeah. the final four yeah. could be. You're not guaranteed. Like if Vegas comes out of the final four, they're not guaranteed to play this other pod. It's depending on who wins those. That's full reseeding once we get past the divisional. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've uh, been led on to believe, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's. And I've been so confused several times this season, so like, um, you know, that's why <laughs> I haven't actually. I haven't even. Uh, I didn't even bother going out and trying to you know price Stanley Cup odds uh, before the playoffs because I had built a pretty good futures portfolio over the course of the season where I was like, I don't know, like <laughs> it's. Uh, just you know, usually not really a, something that you're going to dive into too much uh, prior to the playoffs, anyways, because those prices usually aren't very good. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's apparently yeah, that's that's what's going to happen, and we've got some uh, some some really like obviously like a whole uh, a whole other world of possibilities as far as you know, you could have a Boston Montreal uh, Stanley Cup final, which would be um, you know rivalry uh, heaven for a lot of people, but. Uh, you know, not very likely to happen, but still the, the chance is there. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a big step back and I got a couple macro questions for you. Um, okay. This was a shortened season. It was compressed schedule and you had a lot of these teams having played each other more than you would in a normal season. Okay. Does that make it inherently closer in these series? Like, is some of the reason that you're seeing these overtime games, one-goal games, like, you know, bet the puck line at any price type of re- results here. Um, what is this because the the nature of the schedule and who these teams have played and the familiarity between the teams? Is, is it – I mean, you know, because we, we, we came up with a couple of good theories, I thought, in our last NHL pod where it was like, is this going to brew – uh, like some really hot rivalries is you know bad blood gonna come out you know like, well, if like you watched the Tampa Bay and the Florida game last night then yeah like it did for sure um I think you know I think it definitely plays into everything here um I think it's one of the reasons why I thought the series prices were you know fairly sharp this year I guess I don't know I only found two uh bets that I liked 
really uh, that were kind of obvious bets. Like there was a couple of others that, yeah, if you found an off market price here or there, but like across the board, uh, the only two bets that I liked were uh, Boston uh, early opened up at minus 130, uh, closed around minus 155, I believe. Obviously that, you know, doesn't look great in hindsight, but good price, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I guess. And uh, the Minnesota Wild that are around two to one, uh, I think are pretty much across the board. Um, which obviously is is looking pretty good in hindsight, but yeah, the matchups for me played a lot into how I priced these 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 matchups here, and and or the season series story played a lot into how I uh, how I price things. Um, and and I think you know we're gonna find out how much it matters. It's it, this is gonna be a good measuring stick as far as like we've all, we've had never had as much matchup data from a single season, and now we're getting to see them play out. In a, in a series, I guess, but as far as like take the puck line at any price, or, or and I know that was kind of just a tongue in cheek uh, comment, yeah. but uh, <laughs> at any price, gotta remember it's, it's only four games, right? Like it's it, yeah, it's great and everything, but I, I don't know if we'll see overtime. Um, so one of my buddies, Matt, uh, yeah, the Kings are gonna win by like six tonight now, and we're gonna laugh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope so because I've got a little yeah. bet on those, those guys tonight, but uh, they uh. You know, I know there, there, there's been some years where we haven't had very many overtime. Like we've only yeah. had maybe six overtimes in an, an entire playoff season and other years where we've had like 20. So um, it, it varies. I mean, I don't I don't think it's going to keep up the, the pace that we've seen. Uh, that's for sure. Are there any other weird matchups? You know, the wild. Again, I, I thought I, I'm pissed. I wish I had asked you about this because I almost bet on the wild. I'm just like. I feel like every time I get, I just have like an app that I have not figured out how to kill notifications on. And it just updates me every time a Minnesota team does anything. And it just kept seeing like, oh, we beat the Knights again. Like, do we play the Knights every night? <laughs> like, and it's just like, oh, the Wild beat yeah. the Knights. Oh, the Wild lost to the Knights in overtime. Like, so we're really playing these close. And yeah, I went and checked and it's like, they, you know, they had 82 points. And I looked at all their opponents. It's the only opponent all season that they didn't at least finish it was it looks like they were 500 against the abs which is admirable they're a very good team but yeah. all the other teams is like seven and one against the ducks and you know six and one against the blues six one and one with an overtime loss it's like oh the, the wild kind of played them tough was that just a goofy mirage or is it just a matchup thing well i mean so that, that one is kind of funny to me and kind of near and dear to my heart let's just say sure. no, i'm kidding but i i started off the season with uh, a big perceived edge uh, in this season series. I, I just had the Knights so much more, or so so you know so much further above uh, the Wild, and um, there was I, I thought a lot of value in, in betting the Knights. And if I recall correctly, I won the first two games back to back, pretty much like a, a you know maybe a day in between uh, because a lot of games did take place like that. And then uh, the you know they they kind of went their separate ways for a week, and a week later. Uh, met up in Minnesota and I was back on the nights again and lost both of the, those games. And I think that's how it started to play out. And then after that, the prices kept coming down because the wild were, you know, they were playing good. The, the Knights were playing good, but you know, and then there was the, Hey, there's four games previous where the wild played them really tough and you know, they were all close and yada, yada, yada. And uh, so, but, but I still felt there was, it was the adjustments that were made in the market were too big. So I was on the Knights. You know, again and again. 
So I, I, I bet on them again, they lose. I'm on them again at a better price, they lose. It's like, you know, they really sucked me in on this 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 matchup. I mean, whether it was in the whether it was kind of intentional or just the way things worked out, but um, I got really sucked in there. And then it, that pretty much went on right till the end of the season because, you know, by the end of the season, um, or by, you know, as the season was drawn to a close, the Knights were in Minnesota and, you know, I like being offered at minus 20, minus 25. Whereas like a month prior to that, they were minus 60 at home. And, and I'm like, okay, I like, I'm still right here at, at this. And then Minnesota beats them uh, again, twice. Right. And, and if you look at the, like the underlying metrics and stuff like that, um, like, you know, of course he expected goals and things like that. I'll just try to pull it up here. Um, yeah. I mean, while you're pulling that up too, I feel like somebody, I don't know if it was someone in the realm of like Dom or somebody like that. I, somebody was like mad on Twitter that the wild were winning games at all. Like they, they basically were saying something in the Dom, Dom, was, was like, Dom was like number one wild fan. That was, yeah, like, he wasn't. That's why I, I remember he changed his name. I wasn't that. mad. I don't know. Some, it was, it was, no, I, it wasn't you, but somebody was like, I said saying, like, yeah, somebody was I, I have like, a thing where Wild I don't shouldn't really... be winning all these games. Yeah, they, they probably I, I shouldn't have been. I mean, like they they weren't like overall their 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 numbers look were, were kind of poor, especially down the stretch there. But um, but here, like just a quick look uh, at Minnesota Vegas. Uh, they controlled the shot share in the season series roughly about fifty five percent. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean like what well, it's 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 it's. Pretty good. If you were to, you know, have fifty-five percent of the shots on a regular basis, that that's pretty good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's better to yeah. have a majority. Um, but then expected goals. Uh, that their share of expected goals was down around forty-seven, below forty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. So the Wild, you know, they gave up more shots, but they, you know, kept them to the outside or whatever. They, you know, they limited the the real real um, dangerous chances and. Uh, generated a lot of those themselves or the ones they did, the, the shots they did uh, generate were of a more dangerous variety on a more consistent basis. Right. So oh, yeah. like there was a clear matchup advantage there. And, and it's funny because um, yeah, by the end of the season, like I ended up with at minus minus one fifty as a series price, like a month, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, I probably would have been at like closer to 200, which is where it opened. But then, so now that I've been on the wrong side of the wild all season long, it just worked out where the pricing was was what it was, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm jumping ship on the Vegas Golden Knights now, and 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 heading on over to, to Minnesota, and you know, and it worked out. The, it was a really really fun game, despite it being uh, you know a scoreless draw all the way to to uh, overtime. But now, really, in, really fun first game in a series like that with all of this familiarity and all of this time and thought you've put into how these two teams match up. What can the Vegas Knights do from a adjustment standpoint? And how important is coaching and adjustments game by game in a seven game series for hockey? Well, I think there's one play last in last night's game that uh, pretty much you know dazzled everybody. Mark Stone, uh, I believe he went end to end. I believe he started, you know, by his own net uh, and and went you know right up the ice and dangled his way through uh, you know one forward and two defenders, I believe. Um, and, and drew a penalty, ended up, you know, getting all the way in all alone on a breakaway, a partial breakaway and got a shot away, uh, but drew a penalty in the process. Um, I think that's the, the kind of stuff that Vegas needs to do. They need to, you know, force the issue. Uh, they, they, the wild have a way of, you know, they want you to stay to the outside. They want you to feed it to your defenseman. They want to box you out of the, the kind of like home plate area in front of the net. 
And the longer the Golden Knights play into the, that that strategy, you're going to see that. You're going to see them have these high shot counts like we saw yesterday. And, you know, they were at one point they were on pace for 50 shots on goal, uh, ended up with like 40, right? But, you know, so the Wild did, did like kind of uh, slow things down a bit. Uh, but, you know, if, like I said, Vegas has the ability to, to, to beat this team. I, I still have them as a, a favorite uh, to win, you know, every game in, in, in the series. But um, now that, that Minnesota's taken a game, I've got the Wild winning the series 58% of the time, which is mm. minus 140-ish. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so minus 138. And, uh, and I think I'm seeing minus 115 right now on a series price. Like, I don't know if you want to jump in when you could have got two to one, right? Like, sure, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get, I saw it open at plus 150, which I think is really egregious if uh, Max Patch Ready doesn't play for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I don't, I don't even think he took line rushes yesterday, like warm ups. So um, usually that's a pretty good indicator that a guy's a little bit further away than the team would like, you know, because yeah. most of the time it's, Hey, he'll, he's going to take rushes and we'll see if he's ready to go. Or we'll see if he's good to go, but they didn't even do that. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to personally, I'm going to wait and then see what happens tomorrow because I'm not in a rush to, to bet a team that I think is going to get, uh, you know, out, sort of outplayed, but you know, even more so if the Vegas Golden Knights get their top score or their second leading scorer back. So mm-hmm. leading scorer, I can't remember. He's up there. <laughs> I'm assuming but, uh, is it two yeah. is it two three two? Like it's two in Vegas, three in St. Paul, two in Vegas. No, no. I, I man, I did they I are these best of seven? Traditionally traditionally it's 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 two two and then, then alternates every okay. every other game. Like okay. the first, you know, I, you I didn't know if they were doing that much traveling. I, I, you know, I knew they were kind of. Is it is, yeah, let's it keep is traveling two, to a minimum. Yeah, it is, they put, it is, I mean, they put uh, Minnesota two, two, one, in the one, West one. anyway. It is, right? 2 it's, 1 it's, 1 1. Okay. Yeah, they had two, two, one, one. yeah, so that's what I had. You guys started to scare me there. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm asking you, yeah, I'm asking you questions. Matt, I guess this, this is a perfect segue. Yeah. Home ice advantage means what right now? Well, throughout the season, it was around two and a half percent roughly i mean depending you know i mean it's a it's different across the board uh team like vegas has has had and ever since they've come into the league for one reason or another uh have had a you know a, a larger home ice advantage um and i don't know what i i it's total it's total guesswork trying to trying to decide what what the crowd situation is going to uh because you know, you're you're kidding yourself if you don't think that it has at least a little bit of an impact, at least in the playoffs, as far as like, yeah, you know, this game means something and people, because like the crowd is noticeably different from the regular season to the playoffs. It's you know, it's night and day. People go to hockey games to like sit and drink beer and and chat during the regular season with their buddies and like you know, catch a play every once in a while. And during the playoffs, it's you know the ultimate suspense and people are locked on and, and it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's an insane atmosphere. So I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of guesswork as far as that, but yeah, I'm, I'm around that kind of 2% range, uh, as a, as a rough estimate. Now you, you know, you talked about all the overtime games and you spoke about the ultimate suspense. Can we do kind of a deep dive to coin a phrase 
into the Flames Canucks overtime thriller from yesterday. Like we touched on that at the I beginning. Forgot that game like, was we, even on. Like, can you, yeah, just give us an explanation. Like, there's teams with like two more games to play. What is what? Why? Why did they get off like this? What? What's cracking? Did you see like, how that game got to overtime? <laughs> no, God, no. I, I didn't Calgary even catch was, all the. Oh, I didn't catch all Calgary the playoff was, games. I'm not watching that one. Calgary was winning. And so what was it? Five four finish. Calgary was winning four one in the third period. Holy shit! And uh, Vancouver battled back to force overtime to, and lose. But I mean, it's it's hockey, right? Like I said, I, I've been asked a bunch of times. You know, do these teams have anything to play for? I'm like, man, I don't know if if anybody ever goes <laughs> out like it, like you you can't try to lose. It's just it's even if you played crappy, you still might win. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a well, and if you half ass it, you might get hurt. Yeah, so I, I I never look at it like that way. I think everybody's going out to to try to win the game, no matter what what the circumstances are, right? So, um, but yeah, no, I I do try to like handicap motivation a little bit, but I I've definitely uh, got tired of that towards when the playoffs were were getting underway, and I don't want to uh, deal with any regular season hockey and glorified exhibition games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, did um, they just have some COVID or what? Why? It looks like oh, they play yeah. Tuesday well, I mean, and Wednesday too. Is that what it is? Really, Vancouver? You didn't remember the, the Canucks having their season shut down for like a month? Like that was last like time I paid story. attention to hockey was when you were on the show. Yeah, I, I know. I but said, I think, I'll, ch- I'll check in. See how well, I mean, the last time anybody paid attention. The only time anybody wants to talk about hockey is preseason and right right before the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina, I got my Carolina twenty to one. Yeah. Like oh, we did very that, happy. Yeah, very yeah, happy with you, my, you told very us. Happy yeah, I'm that. very happy with that position. Yeah, that's good. I've got a little okay. bet on the Canes tonight. What are we at here? As let's far talk, as uh, let's talk price. about then. Let's talk about some market adjustments then in, in a little bit more detail. Ooh. Minus what's, 175 what? now in Carolina. Well, let's go. Oh, nice. No, is that what it is now? Is that is that the oh the current saying? the current uh, you mean for this game? Yeah, for this this game, they're they're I'm like at minus one sixty minus one sixty three, minus one sixty three. I I still like that price, assuming Nedeljkovic gets the start here. Uh, but it's a smaller bet. I mean, definitely uh, want to see what what Carolina is going to bring tonight versus the Preds. They didn't look very good against them in the, the final two games of the regular season, despite uh, owning the matchup for the the you know the earlier part of the the regular season, but. I've got Carolina winning it the series seventy three percent of the time, um, and uh, that's minus two seventy. I didn't bet the series price. I mean, minus two fifty, whatever. Like, it's not. It's not like I'm gonna miss anything. I'd rather approach it on a game to game, game to game basis, and that's what I'm doing. Okay, let's talk about some how the how the market adjusts over the course of a given series, uh, and let's use the Bruins Capitals as an example. So yeah. game game one, we see Bruins open up minus one eleven, Pre- pretty much pick, yeah, you know, pretty pretty much pick them. Um, it gets bet out to minus one thirty on the close, uh, and then sure enough, for Monday's opener, after the Bruins <laughs> lose game one as a meaningful favorite, uh, they it reopened it. Backup goalie Boston minus one seventeen. It gets bet out to minus one thirty seven. So there's even more incentive here to to have a Bruins ticket in pocket. Is this entirely based on what played, you know, like people playing the zigzag expectation, or is there a math reason that uh, that the market 
opened short twice and got well, bet I out. Think, I I mean I I don't really I mean I guess I guess you could say that they the people maybe the people setting the lines expected some some Boston money given um that the line was up around minus one thirty and you know there but there there anybody who watched the game would know it wasn't Boston's best effort either. I do think there was a bit of resistance there at a certain point for Washington in game one. Uh, when, when, when Boston got up around minus 135, it, w- it was bet back once uh, once we found out that um, a couple of the players that were questionable to start the series for the Capitals were indeed going to start. So so that, that led to some some action on that side, I guess. Um, but I was on the Bruins, you know, pretty big in not you know in a, a full play a full you know a full size play in, in game one obviously I've got the series price um and then uh Craig Anderson is is starting this game uh and you know he's 40 years old Vitek Vanacek the, the goaltender that they started the series with uh pulled a groin in in the second period I believe or maybe late first period mm-hmm. um and you know obviously so that that had some impact on the price today i think but uh you know for me i i, I didn't lay as as big of a, a bet down today on the brooms because the price was a bit bigger when i when i was able to to get down this morning here uh, i was sitting at around minus 133 i think so looks like i've i've maybe got the you know the better of it as far as today's you know market goes but um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be i wouldn't be adding at, at this point or anything like that uh, looking for Boston, looks like minus one forty-five actually. But then you know you've got some some bigger books that have it down around minus one thirty. And at that point, I, I think it's worth a small bet. But uh, no, I think there you know there's there's reasons, there's tangible reasons for the adjustment here. Um, as far as this, like the updated series price, I've got it at at Washington fifty-two yeah. percent, and I think uh, that's pretty close to what what is out there right yeah, now. Yeah, Washington's minus one eighteen. Yeah, so. Fair. Remove the vig and and you're left with a you know that <laughs> and so yeah no I mean it's a it's a bounce back game tonight for Boston like I think you you should expect um, if you look at the the kind of the cumulative uh, play of the the teams mm-hmm. um, as far as you know uh, expected goals and and shot attempts go I think Boston really found themselves as the game went on and uh, and I think you'll you know expect to to see that team you know tonight going forward the team that we saw in, in the second and third period and in overtime every goal that was scored in that game was was a pretty fluky one uh you take that out of it and and you just look at the the, the play as a whole i think um, i think the Bruins played a pretty good game I, I think you can expect more out of their top line tonight like they were pretty sloppy and that's not something that happens uh on a, on a regular basis so you know probably a one-off at least for a couple of games here while they you know figure it out so um Washington, it's it's it you know to think that the 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 Capitals can can ride Craig Anderson to a, a series uh, win here is that's, I mean that's uh, some lofty expectations, but uh, I guess stranger things have happened in in the sport, so I'm hoping they they can do it. Uh, but you know overall here, I mean my expectations during the playoffs are pretty low as far as making money uh, versus the regular season. Like I'd be pretty upset if I if I had a, a had a poor showing in the regular season throughout, you know, four to six months, I'd be pretty uh, down on myself if I didn't make, you know, at least a bit of a profit. Um, 
and not to say that that's not my expectation in the playoffs, but um, just like we've been talking about, there's so everybody has so much information. Um, every you know, there's so much focus on these games. Uh, the prices are opening almost immediately after the you know the one game yeah. ends and and the discovery starts you know pretty quickly and sometimes that's not there when when game day rolls around and the prices are shaped uh, you know pretty good so um, I try not to I I, I don't want to lift up my expectations a whole lot as far as like beating sides and and stuff like that during the playoffs because it's it's going to be tough and if you do. Um, make a great bet and it wins handedly or something that that bet's going to be a lot harder to make the next time around. It's, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing in the NBA with, with, if you, if you, if you get a great number on the point spread uh, in one game and, and they win and cover, you know, easily, it's, it's going to be a lot tougher to, to get that number or a number that resembles it uh, the next time out. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, you, it's like that for you me. You touched on that. You touched on that in our last, I think we talked a little playoffs, even in our preseason preview and you got, we asked you the difference or something, and we kind of mentioned that, and, you know, throw away this series. It's a terrible series to actually talk about this with because of the, the injury to the netminder, and it, it does change things. But for the most part, you know, especially a guy like you, you could tell us what the price is going to be on the next game, like pretty yeah. closely, because it's a series, and like, um, or maybe especially if they're not flipping home ice, if it's the same, you know, if it's the same arena, the, net, the same two teams, like, well, the price is going to be what the price is. It's the same two teams, nothing wild is happening. Know, this one, we had a weird, you know, an, a fluky injury or whatever. That's the I hardest watch part. The game. Everybody wants to talk about hockey during the playoffs, and I, admittedly, and I hope nobody at yeah. Houston or anywhere else is hearing this. It's the <laughs> it's my least favorite time to like discuss stuff like this because. Um, it's everything's over over analyzing everything. It's just the worst. It's everything that I hate about you know like sports talk is like the playoffs sure. because it's like oh all the games matter so much and for me it's just another game to bet on and yeah I like it as a fan but but it's just like there's just more pressure and it's built up more and every every single win and every single loss is scrutinized so much and it's like man like I don't know it's 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 foolish to a point like I mean. Even in, you'll see it. One series here is going to totally change the perception of a team. There's going to be an upset in the first round. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the Nashville Predators that take out the Hurricanes or something hey, like that. Hey, hey, I know. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. You know, it happens whatever, 20, 27% of the time, right? I mean, it's it could happen. So We need we need some I, – I, I was about to just say we need some more goalie injuries because it actually kind of made it a little interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like, of all the hockey – I've watched some, but I was actually watching that game, and it just seemed like it was like a lazy – Moved to where he just didn't slide to try to stop that goal. Oh my god! And, then, and well, Kelly then it just felt like he it felt like he was just like, "Are you just faking an injury because you were lazy on that play?" Okay, and then they pulled him out. I'm like, "Well, he's really selling it now, I guess." <laughs> Kelly uh, Kelly Rudy, a former goaltender uh, with the LA Kings and and you know uh, several other teams back in the '80s and '90s. He's an analyst for uh, Sportsnet now and has been for years as far as a you know hockey analyst in Canada here. And he went on just this scorched earth rant about how professional athletes shouldn't pull muscles and you've got to be a better pro than that. And he totally just like torched them. And I don't know, like, I don't, I didn't think I agreed with him, but then I get like, I, I, I don't, I don't even want to like, I don't think I agree with him, but it was still pretty entertaining. Like it wasn't, there was no sympathy there from some people. It was like, how could you pull a muscle like that? <laughs> So there's no truth to the rumor that you bet the Bruins tonight because they need it more. 
That that is uh, is that a question? Is I've, I've, I've also heard you know, yeah, and separately, I've heard they want it more. They want it more, yeah. That's or I just I just I just bet on them because I'm a fan, man. Yeah, you it's you also, yeah you want it more. Hey, uh, real, is it, it must it, win or can't lose? Yeah, like there's a there's question. a difference. It's a very good question. Um, realistically, though, is there some element at all? to the way you handicap hockey where you're not using your full season's worth of data, you're using some smaller sample that's kind of reflects the current state of the team because clearly some goalkeepers peak at different times. Yeah. And that does really change things, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, goaltenders are kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's hard. Like it's like almost like a little ass. separate, it's like a little separate thing on the side of everything else. Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, you, like I, I, let's like, I guess for, I guess I could explain it. Like I, I handicap the teams. I rate the teams just based like their 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 um, their play, and I assume every goaltender is just a guy in the net. You know what I mean? And it's kind yeah, of yeah. and then independent, I, and then independent I of the goalkeeper, you're handicapping the you know what the the strengths of the team are in terms of creating offense. Yeah, there's a lot a lot more, uh, and I'll be totally honest. The goaltending is the is the most arbitrary part of what I do because, like you said, it's it's. Uh, it, it guys guys get hot at different times and whatnot and um it's a tough position to make you know to 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 judge what what actually leads to the success in the position because like i've 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 tried to even follow and and you know follow the work of some um former goaltenders or you know goalie coaches or or people just to get a better understanding and and honestly a lot of even the i i think most of what they're talking about is total bullshit too like it's it's like I don't think that the, it's it's easy to describe or even, um, you know, how do you, how do you how do you quantify what what's what's good and what's bad if you can't if you don't know what's good and what's bad and you're only basing things off of, uh, you know, the results based on you know he makes a save or he doesn't make a save, um, and and really like I mean I think tough. when you see a guy totally, yeah it's a very I mean, tough position to analyze right I mean unless right. you wanted to have a team of people digging through video and then then watch i mean i don't know there's a little bit of a hot hand fallacy there's a but when you see a guy standing on his head you know he's probably going to continue to to play with a little confidence he's going to net mine with a little confidence i, I don't know oh, if that's yeah, if there's think, any think, way to quantify that but i think it's it's goaltenders i mean the way i would des describe it i guess in the way uh, a good friend who is a former goaltender but more importantly is a data scientist so he's actually, you know, smart. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he describes it like, you know, goaltending specifically is like a, a range of, a range of outcomes. Like, and especially when we're dealing with, uh, you know, a seven game series, it's, you know, you can have Patrick Waugh on one side and uh, I don't know, like some crappy goaltender on the other. And like you, each one is rolling their dice at the start of the game and, you know, and, and maybe, um, rolling the roulette wheel, I should say, like with all these different possibilities, there's shutouts sprinkled in there. There's, uh, you know, there's the one goal performance, there's the five goal performance, right? Like it's, sure. it's, and it's all sprinkled in there, no matter if you're the best or the, or the, the worst. And, uh, sometimes that, that card comes up for the, the wrong guy, let's just say. And, and next thing you know, a team's behind in the series and then that wheel, those wheels spin again. And, and, it's tough. Like sometimes goaltending edges don't even show themselves in a, in a seven game series, uh, which is, you know, one of the more uh, frightening things for me when, when making predictions in terms of uh, 
you know, who's, who's going to really steal the show as a, from a goaltending perspective, I, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm definitely tempering my expectations, uh, with, with, with goaltending. Yeah, and sometimes you get two good goaltending, you know, performances and one kind of forgets forgotten about because they don't win the game. Or and it is weird. It's not it, you, you talk about like it's it's a bunch of games. Like the playoffs, if you make the finals, win the finals, it's a bunch of games, but it's still not a meaningful sample. Like a guy getting hot for what you know, let's say they run through a couple series quick. Jordan Bennington. Yeah, for Bidding, the Blues. yeah, Bennington for sure comes to mind. Like a guy getting hot for like 15, 20 games, that's not a, a meaningful sample in any way, shape, or form. No, it's a good a that's of, a good mid season flush, you know. It's a hell of a drug though for general managers and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> because you know, like Martin Jones, for example, uh in San Jose, he's one of the worst goaltenders in the league and has been for the last couple of years, uh or last few years, I guess. Um and just simply just by save percentage. Uh, and um, he, he was a goaltender that, you know, he went on that, that he got a couple of playoff runs, one to the Stanley Cup finals in, in I believe, 2016 against uh, against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. Um, lost, but had like a 930 or a 927 save percentage or something like that through 20 or 21 games or something like that, like you said. And not really a meaningful sample size, but that, that you know, that, that was worth a few years uh, it, it, worth of a, a contract, right? Yeah, and, and he went Joe Flacco. He's, he's just sucked ever since. So it's it's like I mean, this happens all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's uh, it's it's I, I I'm I'm enjoying the the first round. I think for the most part, like things kind of reveal themselves. Oh my, yeah. So oh no, that's a series price. I thought I was looking at a game line there. And thought the Blues were plus three fifty, and I was going to say, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what? What parts are relatively strong predictors that you can take regular season into the playoffs? Like penalty kill, penalty conversion, um, I, I, other aspects of just kind of team performance. Special, or any special of the, teams. The quality stats too, you know. Man, special teams are like I don't know. They're they're lightning in a bottle, and like teams that have had. You know, sometimes a team can just catch that and just start scoring on the power play, whether it's, you know, warned, whether it's deserved or not. Um, like, you know, and in, and in a small sample, like, uh, you know, a couple of lucky power plays and a couple of lucky power play goals can can be a big difference. But I've also seen teams like we talked about, I, I mentioned the Bruins and their Stanley Cup run in, in 2011, and they went through, <laughs> uh, they went through, um, Think I forget how many rounds and how many games, but it was it was a you know a pretty significant stretch of games where they didn't have a power play goal. Um, I remember you know, they hadn't. Yeah. They, they and you know that was the big story at the end of the year where they where they were able to win the Stanley Cup despite having a really terrible power play. I mean, it's a small part of the game. It's a big part, bigger part nowadays uh, than it was. Um, and for the most part, though, I think like the teams that had good power plays are going to have you know the better structured power plays in the playoffs and, and vice versa, as far as the penalty kill goes. But no, if, if, you know, if, I mean, let's like, just, we'll talk about the hurricanes. Like they're a team that were, you know, they were top 10 as special teams, top 10 on the power play, top 10 penalty kill pretty much anywhere you look at it, uh, whether you're looking at like kind of the expected numbers or the actual results, uh, they, they were just as good. So everything kind of backed it up. Um, and then at five on five, which is, you know, pretty much accounts for about, 50 minutes of a of an average hockey game or or so 
Um, Carolina's, you know, one of the best teams in the league. And Nashville's just mediocre. They've got great goaltending, but Carolina matches them in that category. So, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're like – Yes, I put stock into the recent play of these teams and stuff, but I, I don't mean I'm not even somebody that throws away like my priors that I had coming into the season. I still, sure. like, you know, I, I still think I've, I've, uh, you know, there's more to these teams than, than what we saw the 56 games than what we saw this season. So I'm trying to, you know, yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. Trying to forecast things, right? So I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. looking for as much as much. I was like 25. I I, I'm out, like but. 75, 25. Once we get to the end of the NFL football season, NBA is a little different, I guess. My priors yeah. kind of sucked this year, so I'm almost all regular season. Well, and, you know, and that's the thing too, up. like knowing knowing where your priors stood. Like you can yeah. say I was dead, or even just one team. Like I was very wrong about this team. I yeah. need to weight these priors lower, otherwise I'm just gonna have a bad time. And that that was um, my question too. Is that like? do you take anything like that into account because playoff hockey is different? Like, do you, do you take a, a team of a certain trait or who, you know, like you talk about the five on five player, something like that, that just matters more in, you know, uh, a series against the same team like this. Yeah. I, I mean, in general, I, I think, you know, strong, even strength or five on five plays is going to take you far. Um, more often than not. And you need that, uh, to, you know, to, to go on a playoff run. Um, very rarely, very, very, very rarely do two teams with poor five on five numbers actually, you know, make it, make it more than a round or two. Um, so, I mean, that, that's obviously something to look for here. Uh, you know, but just, just kind of going back to the, like, uh, like Drew said with the 75, 25 thing, the, the thing, the, the deal with the matchups this year, that, that kind of cut into things for me too, yeah. and has kind of changed things how I was doing things in the past isn't really how I'm doing things this year and probably won't be how I do things next year either. Right. So um, depending on what they do, as far as the regular season structure, if they keep any of this uh, going forward, hopefully not, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, I think, uh, I think the the playoffs, the one thing that people can do, and unfortunately it's, it's not something you can do if you're invested in a bunch of other sports like basketball and, and whatever else is on right now to, to occupy your time. But if you've got, if, 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 if all you're doing is watching playoff hockey, well, you better, you know, like you should, you should try to draw as much insight from it as possible, because I do think there is that, that a little bit of the hot hand uh, in at play here. I mean, you know, kind of like we, we should expect to see, you know, uh, pretty pretty comparable performances over the course of a series. Makes um, sense, especially especially if the like the matchup data is there to support it. I think you know, and and if you're seeing that on translate on the ice like with your own two eyes, and then you're looking at uh, you know the, the 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 game data after after the fact, and everything's matching up, and it's like okay, this team is really outplaying this other team, and they, you know they do this this and this better than them, uh, and that's I expected them to do this this and this. Like there's you should you should be building confidence, I think, throughout a series. But um, if the if the price uh, if the prices are, are building upwards as well, then you might be pricing yeah. yourself out no matter what, right? So it's it's tough, man. It's that's about like, that's a huge part of the balance, no doubt. Um, I, I would tell people to enjoy the playoff hockey. Uh, you know, look for the opportunities to to make good bets. Um, you know, but it's it's also like it's a race to good numbers and stuff like that that i'm not even able to win half the time so it's like <laughs> i i find it i find the playoffs to be super frustrating in that respect right? the, so yeah and that, that's where i was wondering maybe some more <clears throat> you know obviously you're betting 
pregame numbers, you're betting overnights, you're betting probably multiple places sometimes. And, you know, maybe somebody who's a little more wrecked better, like, would there be some opportunities live betting this instead? You know, the limits aren't oh. there, but, you know, for oh. sure. And it's funny, too. I keep bringing up the, the one hockey game that I watched a bunch of. And it's like <laughs> when, when they put the backup goalie in and I'm like, oh, I, should, I should live bet the Bruins. And then my wife and then supper was ready. Like I had to go eat and I didn't live bet the Bruins. And I remember yeah, later, they, like, shit, I should have done that. And then I love Thanks for cooking. And I, and I'm, I might've been a couple of minutes late because I was lazy and I was on the couch uh, at that point. But um, I did get up and look. And by the time I got to the computer, it was like, they were like minus 155 and they went oh. into the game, you know? So I was, I was like, ah, no, not really. They, they weren't looking great at the time. Um, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally forgot what I was going to say. Uh, was thinking about something else. Um, live betting, live betting. Yes, now I remember. Uh, the ask the the thing that's big in in hockey and that plays a um, a pretty big role in in how things kind of play out over the course of the game is score effects. You know, like if a team, if one of these teams gets out early here tonight to a, a, a multi goal lead, let's say a two nothing lead or a three one lead, there's a big incentive to sit on it. And, and I think that yeah. that's even more so in the playoffs because the games mean more, uh, there's more at stake and, you know, that opens things up for the other, their opponents. And like, so when, when, you know, teams sit on leads, they tend to not take as many chances offensively. They tend to uh, maybe give up possession a little more than they should. Um, and they tend to, you know, kind of fall back into their zone and, and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, allow the team to kind of come at them a bit. And obviously um, the other team is going to kind of abandon their defensive structure and just go all out trying to, you know, create offense. So um, that, that's something you'll see. And I think you can expect a lot of these teams not to quit. I mean, there's, if you're down to nothing in the first period, why are you even playing if you don't think you can tie it? So, I mean, just like kind of empirically, like not, not, you know, modeling this or anything, there are definitely, some some worthwhile darts to throw if you're if you're you know if you've got a pretty good handle on these teams you, you know what what they're capable of you know how fast they can you know turn the tide in games like a team like carolina if they were to go down uh, by a couple of goals to the press you might get an even you might get a, a, an even better price than you should just just because of the fact that you know the perceived uh, goaltending edge that nashville has uh with with uc Saros. um and in, and at the, in the same token, I guess, uh, you know, from a, from the perspective of live betting totals, I think there's there's, you know, a little bit uh, of of an edge there, possibly if um, if there are these big early multi goal leads, because, like I said, teams are going to sit back and, yeah, they're not going to create a little bit of, or they're not going to try to create offense, but they may get really glorious um, offensive opportunities simply because the other team has abandoned their defensive structure and is going all out and going too deep into the offensive zone and, you know, leaving themselves open for odd man rushes and, and two on ones and things of that nature. A lot of the time, you know, like you'll see a team that, that is up. And even though they, it might look like the ice is tilted in the other team's favor and, and they're, you know, oh, wow, they're lucky to hold on to that lead. But next thing you know, oh, they go up by another goal. Oh, 10 minutes later, it's like, wow, they're really lucky to be still up three, nothing here. They're getting, you know, they're getting the shit kicked out of them. Like they're, they're just holding on for dear life. And then bang, they're up for nothing. Right. Like it, it happens like that a lot of the time because um, 
because teams, like I said, do uh, do really just you know they they leave themselves open. So it, it's it's tough. It's a case by case basis. That's why I say like you really want to have a good handle on the teams to kind of know are they going to fold? Are they are they capable of? You know, some teams are capable capable of ramping it up on offense while also you know cleaning things up on the defensive side of the ice and not leaving themselves open to these opportunities. Like Carolina is a team that I believe is capable of that. So if they were to go down by a couple of goals, I would definitely look to, to you know, maybe jump in, you know, lunch money bet at, at some, uh, I'm speaking from the perspective of, you know, somebody that's just looking to have a little bit of fun. Uh, yeah. Definitely like, you know, you're going to get a great price and uh, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to see a team that's not going to, to, to quit. They're going to, continue to force the issue right so my major takeaway I mean, from that is uh no lead is safe against the mighty carolina hurricanes <laughs> no i mean there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of teams that are capable of of you know erasing deficits in a matter of minutes and we saw it all season long it was one of the I, i've hadn't had the chance to really research it but i think it was um you know kind of almost a a phenomena this year of teams uh, blowing, you know, multi three, two, two and three goal leads late and not always losing, but, you know, forcing overtime and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's been a, a weird year like that. And I think we'll see a lot of that in the playoffs too, with even more incentive to, uh, to continue to play and continue to try to score. Okay. Let me ask you a, a parallel to NBA question. Um, a lot of times in an NBA series after a game or two has been played, the one of the most common narratives of the smart basketball folks is like, oh yeah, that guy who's been a starter for this team and a rotation guy and you know, you know closing five all season, yeah, you, you can't play him in this series. And it's like, and, I, and you hear it a couple times, and you're like, wait, wait, that guy's one of their most important players. What do you mean you can't play him in this series? And it's like, well, you see, the other team, like they in they got this one wrinkle that's unstoppable, and as long as that guy's on the floor, he's fucked. Is there anything like that in hockey? Because honestly, it's great. Like guys like Houston Rockets, they used to have like one big in Clint Capella, and it was like, oh, well, in this series, you can't, you can't play Capella in this series. Like you can't play Clint Capella. Like what? And then you're like, oh, you watch like one game, you're like, oh yeah, no, they can't play that guy. <laughs> like you know, are there certain um, like small things that come up that way in hockey in terms of just how a team wants to do things, and it just goes so horribly wrong that it's just like. Oh well, they can't. They can't put that line back out there. Not in the third period. Not in this big of a game. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, and and you know, I mean, I think even just on a, a game by game basis, there those things pop up where where certain players or a whole line is just not on their game and and just you know getting caved in. But I think generally, um, you know, the the players, the the, the things that players do, like uh, generating shots and scoring chances, those are pretty. Uh, repeatable skills whether or not they're resulting in goals uh you know it's it, that's another thing but i think for the most part if you know you got a a really good line that goes out there and, and plays good more often than not they're going to uh continue to play like that um as far as you know like like you, you're you're giving very specific uh a very specific example like as, as far as like clint capella and you can't play him in this matchup um it's hockey, man. It's like, I don't, I don't think I'm not there yet because of the, the lack of, you know, data, I guess, and, and, and whatnot, and just how fast and fluid the game is, but it's just like to isolate things like that and to look at like, oh, okay, this player in this situation against these, these 
players. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be sure if what I was looking at was was BS or not because like the, it's so raw and so um, you know I don't know subjective. I guess uh, it doesn't capture enough. Whereas basketball, I mean, you you can actually probably look at it like I and I don't know for sure because I spend like zero time thinking about basketball and how to to think about the sport. But I imagine you can look at stuff like how a player defends against a certain shot or against a certain you know or a Boy, certain yeah. uh, style of uh, uh, like style of offense or whatever, right? So um, hockey, I mean, it's more discreet. You can say, yeah, these teams like like we we don't even have as much data as we should when it comes to like how did this this how does this player defend against players are uh, rushing attempt rush attempts and things like that right like it's it's uh it's it's not as uh is it's not boiled down to to quite fine details like that yet sounds like you need to start your own hockey data analytics company you have a lot of ideas i don't need to do anything i've got yeah i mean <laughs> sounds like a lot of work uh, I'm not an, I'm not like I'm I don't I don't want to give people the impression that I'm like some giant hockey nerd. Uh I, I well you failed. I, I know. <laughs> I, well no, I'm a hockey nerd, but I'm not like I'm I'm uh I'm not You contain like, multitudes, you know, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like analytics Andy or anything like that. I don't I'm like I I well, I you just gave yourself a, a nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had plenty, it's fine. I'll forget that one too. Uh I I've uh I've had, you know, I, I just, I think there's um, a lot that can be uh, added in right now. I think where we're at and where the market's at, I think there's a lot of room to observe things and, and, and uh, you know, work that into how you uh, approach betting on hockey. And that's, that's still what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'm going to send you in a DM every time I live bet a game now. And I'm going to have to have you give it like a grade. I do have. I, I missed a question. Donkey here. bet. Got, donkey bet. Donkey bet. Donkey bet. Awful <laughs> F. F. I don't know. Yeah, they have F's in Canada. I can find. Can get the Bruins at Are you plus serious? I would. Yeah. It, he. I mean, you said like forty-eight fifty-two on the split. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's very like, off market. You should bet that. Yeah, you don't don't ask me that stuff. Just the, the only thing you should be asking is like, are they going to cancel this? You know, but yeah. like, am I, I going to lose this out? I think if it's if it's. Uh, if 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 it's a lot of places, at least now, I think a lot of places cancel stuff, errors yeah. and stuff before they uh, are. That, that's probably you know, they, used, they yeah. used to free. They used to free roll you. They free roll um, right. <laughs> and just let you think that you're going to win a great bet, and then when you lost, they would take your money, and or if you won, they wouldn't pay you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's that is the, that's the nut low. Um, draw no draw no bet when a team is down. That's a soccer bet, buddy. Do they have that in hockey? That's yeah, basically oh, yeah. like that's basically yeah. like overtime, I suppose, and and push push on going to overtime, win if you win. I, I suppose it's all price dependent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really spend a lot of time pricing that out. For me, like, and I like I'm I'm hoping to I'm really trying to expand here, and I've got a friend, uh, Cole Anderson. I believe I show you guys a screenshot. He's been working on this uh, big player prop pipeline. Um, oh, cool. To you know, basically automate automate uh, some some rough projections every day, and uh, because like for me, it's always okay. What can I the 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 time that I'm going to spend on this? Uh, you know, the effort that I have to put in versus the return I can get, and like player props and things like that. Like, I mean, you need, either need a team of people, or you need a bunch of spare time, or you need you know, I don't know. No life, whatever. I, I mean, guess you got to bet them at the gas station. 
Well, yeah, that too. And then the, it, it's even hard. It's it's hard to find the you know the uniform uh, bets to make across the board. I mean, and at you know what a lot of places like even the so called market makers are are what five hundred dollars a pop on hockey props. Like it's sure. You know, well, so like it's it's. I would love to to invest time into it and and whatnot, and I'm hoping to next year. Okay. Uh, but this year it just wasn't something. I'm I'm definitely looking more throughout the playoffs. I do I do pretty good in the in the the hockey prop betting that I do do like on a infrequent basis. But uh, it's just like something I'm not going to sit there every day and price out 23 players on each team. Uh, and as far as like, you know, you know, points, assists, goals, shots, whatever, right? So. Okay, so quick, quick, a fun question for you. Uh, if they're redrafting the NHL tomorrow, you got pick one point one. Who are you starting your team with? Well, who's the team? What, what team is he managing, though? It matters. Oh, what, what team am I managing? I don't know. They're managing the Bruins. You get one point one. It's who, the Bruins. Yeah. Remember, you're in the Boston. Yeah, who, who, who's your one point one draft 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 choice right now? The the. The Civil War general behind me there, uh, Captain Connor McDavis. Connor, okay, uh, okay. I mean, He's your I, guy. I, ten years ago, or not even ten years ago, five years ago, I would have picked Crosby, no problem. And my heart still wants to pick Crosby, but I mean, his age obviously is a factor. I can't, I uh, can't go with Sid, who is no longer a kid, because uh, I'm 33 years old and I feel like shit. So I imagine he feels at least kind of like <laughs> shit playing professional hockey. <laughs> Uh, Is Connor McDavid the kind of player that can transcend a playoffs and take a two-seated Oilers and break the hearts of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I mean, if there is a player that can, I guess it's him. I don't think I don't like hockey is always going to be a team sport. I mean, it's always like not, and that's like cliche and everything. It's always going to require a total team effort. Like, I mean, you're never going to be. I don't. It's going to be really tough. Like Gretzky left Edmonton. Uh, all those years ago and, and never won another Stanley Cup despite, you know, moving around from L.A. to New York or to St. Louis to New York. Uh, he he only won – he won four when he was with, you know, the Oilers with with Mark Messier and Gary Curry and Glenn Anderson. And, like, there's this, you know, a great team there with great goaltending. And, you know, it's, it's as great as Gretzky was, he never stopped being great. But, I mean, I think that was – that's a pretty good uh, example of just, you know, how hard it is to, to, to go on a run. Um and win the Stanley Cup. You you need you need more than just the the more than just one player for sure. But yeah, McDavid. Uh, if for nothing else, just to sell tickets because he's amazing <laughs> yeah. to watch and uh, he does you know he does incredible things every single time he's on the ice. There's something that he's you know there's always a possibility that he he does something incredible. And I think that that's he's probably the only player in the game right now that has that. Uh, type of effect on on the game. Who, who I mean, Gretzky got cursed. For? Gretzky got cursed by Janet Jones too. So let's not forget That's about fair. that. That's fair. Um, who are you drafting? I like the Conor David selection. That would have been my guess as who the one point one was. Why are you making a face? What? Who's your guy? Oh, no, just, Who's just your guy, Andy? Uh, the Janet Jones guy. I thought that was funny. Yeah, the Janet Jones thing <laughs> got thrown in there out of the blue, but uh, Cal Clutterbuck probably. What? Just, I mean, just Nico Koivu. He's a glue guy, the alternate <laughs> captain right now too, and I think he's also up in his playoff series. My guy was Ray Bork, and you know Ray Bork. He was the man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Daniel How Cicero. about uh, same question? But uh, who's you had unlimited budget? Who who are you going after for uh, head coach? Head coach? 
Oh. Who's got the best strategy, Man. best mind of the game right now? Best know. mind in the game. That's, that's a tough one. I, like, I don't personally like the guy, but I think uh, John Cooper has been good in Tampa Bay. I think, you know, he's – I mean, I think there's something to be said about uh, – and when I say I don't like the guy, I just think he's kind of cheesy and lame. I, I don't really like his personality. I think he's kind of like a, I don't know, just a square. But uh, he, uh, yeah, Barry Trotz, obviously. Um, I think th I think something definitely has to be said about a guy's ability to go into a superstar team and still make it work and have them, you know, get all on the same page and, and do the things, the little things, the, you know, the for the team things uh, that a lot of superstar players don't necessarily want to do. Um, I think there's, I think there's a, a real quality in, in somebody that can make that happen. And uh, John Cooper has obviously been able to do that. So, Cool, 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 cool. I don't, I don't think I can name a coach. Like, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm not even getting involved in this. Herb one. Brooks. Herb, yeah, Herb Brooks. Again! You guys know Miracle, right? Of course. It's our movie. I know. It's half hours. Half, it's half hours, half Boston. <laughs> Been watching Mighty Ducks with my kid lately, the new Disney uh, Mighty Ducks, which is actually you know filmed. I think it's in Minnesota, right? I, uh, yeah, they're... real real quick story. I got I missed my ride home from the airport. Had to wait for my wife to come get me, and uh, yeah. I got pissed off and just started mashing the Uber app. And I said, whatever. I just want to go to a bar. I said, take me to the B Dubs. He drove me around to the airport, and I, I tried to go to the B Dubs in the airport which didn't work because I didn't have a ticket to go through security. So I just said, take me to the next closest one on the app. The guy drove me to the Mall of America, which is, <laughs> which is where they filmed parts of the Mighty Ducks. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going in here either. What's, uh, it, was just, it was a mess of a day, but yeah, that, that's the rollerblading scene. Mighty Ducks are the bad guys now. Did you know that? They're like, oh, they're what? I will not. That's a terrible yeah, decision. The Mighty Blood Ducks have, you know, they're basically like the Boston Red Sox. They went from like the lovable losers to, to you know, the superpower that's won 10 straight state uh, championships. And uh, Gordon Bombay's on the outs. They don't think he represents the, the best of the Ducks organization anymore. It's, it's a, you know, it's a whole thing. I mean, it, it doesn't even hold a candle to the original movies at all. Like, but my kid enjoys it. So whatever. What, uh, um, Last fun question for you. I'll watch that. Uh, all time, all time best uh, throwback jersey. All time best. I mean, the Whalers is pretty iconic. Yeah, the Whalers. The Green Whalers. I, I like. I, I would. I, I like Brass that. Brass Bonanza. Yeah. Play the Brass Bonanza, Andy. Is that on your sound effect board? <laughs> I, I don't um, have that. Whalers. What's this one? Whalers. Okay. And the North Stars, I mean, you got to represent. That's a that's yeah, that's, that's a close second, I think. Like those new Minnesota reverse rec, the wild uh, reverse retro jerseys with the the yeah. North Star. And I am I am sorry the for Nordics. I just yelled. Uh, I am not a fan of this. Hey, we took your fuck. Sorry, we took your team, and now we're gonna take your team colors too. Like I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, and but Minnesota was the North Stars, so I actually do yeah. like that makes sense because the North Stars went to Dallas and you know whatever. Uh, so yeah, I like that. They were if if uh, if I win enough money on this series here, I'll I'll, uh, I'll buy a, a wild jersey with a Kaprizov on the back because man, that guy's amazing. Patrick hit it right as I was saying. North the old the Nordiques, old Nordiques ones yeah. were solid with the yeah the red end with the slanty. Uh, yeah. See. Okay. Yeah, so on the baby blues. So, uh, the, the the avalanche you know they 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 took yeah. the nordiques and you know took moved them to denver and made them the avalanche uh 
that they their reverse retro is a Nordique sweater with avalanche like burgundy and white colors. And I just I think it's I don't people like it, but I, I just hate it because it's like I stole my team with the you know yeah, the, the French community in in you know Boulder. I was never a big fan of the Nordiques logo. Don't have the same. I mean, maybe it's because I hated the Montreal. It's because you're Canadian. You I hate just, the French Canadians. I can't say that's that. Just in 2021. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago, I mean, we're it was fine cool to say here. that. But now, now Don Cherry and stuff, right? Like, I mean, that, oh, that's yeah. what he did, and that's 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 what's all wrong with us now because we all listen to Don Cherry, and he was like, "Don't like the French people. They're pussies and all that." You know, it's like that was his attitude. Right? <laughs> No, I'm serious though. Like, I, you, that was like the that was that was that like was the straw that broke his back. Young That's Canadian what got him canceled. Were brainwashed into not liking European hockey players or French Canadians, and it was like that was the that was the attitude when I was a kid, right? And it was like the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, they're divers, they're whiners. You know, there was that sentiment, right? And uh, so, like, you gotta, gotta get, can't, you can't be saying that. In yeah, we, we almost right? got you canceled there from. Yeah, the, yeah sorry, you're, you're trying to cancel. It's me, you know? yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I think that. I'm saying that's you know we're we're, we're, that we're past was, that man. now, right? I don't, I don't have nothing against French Canada. Time's changed. Time's changed. Time's changed. Time's changed. I was just about to talk about how much I like the Montreal Expos logo, and oh shit, yeah, didn't really like. You know the the, the Nordiques. The, if we're talking about former Quebec sports teams, I'm a, I'm an Expos guy. That's what I was trying to say. Got it. I got you. The you got Montreal me. Expos to, with the yeah. You're trying with to bring the, me down this xenophobic road here. And, um, <laughs> well, thanks for all your time. I know how busy you are. I really appreciate this. this is love love these kind of process oriented discussions. Um, but it would be uncool to let you go without putting you on the spot. And as things sit today. To give us your uh, most likely to lift the trophy. Oh, I mean, it's the Colorado Avalanche. If we're talking about most likely, um, and you know, I, considering I path, considering matchups. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to move on to the. They're going to move on to the second the second round, uh, roughly uh, roughly you know eighty five percent of the time or whatever, and uh, and you know, assuming the wild. Uh, you know, do what, what they got to do to take out the Golden Knights. I think that's a, you know, obviously a more favorable match. It's weird because the, the Avalanche actually have played the, the Wild pretty pretty tough this season. I think there's a bigger matchup advantage there uh, than there was for the, the Golden Knights, which there wasn't really much of a matchup advantage. So, um, you know, I think you're, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get the Avalanche and, uh, and, and Wild likely as things stand right now. And that's a, another pretty good matchup. I think, Overall, I think the Leafs have the easiest road to the the um, final four. The final four, uh, given that they're you know they're going to be whatever you know close to minus three hundred, minus two fifty in in both series. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's it's the Avalanche. I think I think the Hurricanes and the Lightning and every you know there there are very there are a lot of teams like nobody's got as good of a chance as the Avalanche, but there there are a lot of teams that have roads to get there. It's just not going to be easy, and a lot's going going to have to happen uh to, to help them get there for sure okay but yeah, hopefully, my, hurricanes, my hurricanes. hopefully the hurricanes win right i mean yeah I, islanders hurricanes i don't even know if that's possible with the seedings one of the reasons islanders. i like the hurricanes especially is because it's going to be hot in carolina in like july when they're playing the stanley cups it, the ice is going to be all fucked up it's going to mess up oh, man um I thought the ice was really bad uh, in Washington the other night. Actually, I mean, I thought 
players were falling down, blowing tires left, right, and center. I mean, it's you're, you're I know like the bubble last year was a control, a kind of a controlled environment in every in each the separate the two separate places in Toronto and Edmonton. Um, and I'm not saying they didn't have ice problems from time to time, but you know, at least that's that's one ice surface that they're working on. They're constantly trying to get it right. And you know, here you're going to have a lot of travel, a lot of different uh, different climates and and whatnot. And there's probably going to be situations with playing so late uh, into the the summer where they don't usually play. I mean, I, I would imagine that might become a factor uh, in some of these places like like Florida and, and whatnot. So I'm not too worried about Florida being here too much longer. <laughs> well, Tampa is in Florida. Well, Tampa, Tampa, yeah, man. Tampa Bay has got that swag. Champ, Tampa Bay has some swag right now, man. Once when they're, I just played in fi- final. Anyone watching live? I just played uh, Carolina minus two and a half. Oh, at, uh, at did what did you get on that? Plus three thirteen. Ooh, I, I would play that down to plus three hundred five. That's where. <laughs> That's your fair. <laughs> I just want one blowout here. I will be live betting hockey tonight for sure. As I said, out, I'm gonna. I get some hockey whiskey. I've already round robin all the puck lines for both sides, so don't oh, into my parade. So <laughs> it's round right. robin puck line season, buddy. Yeah, just just if there was any confusion, French Canada. I know you're out there. I love you. <laughs> yes, I love all of you. Love Montreal. Yes. I'll be back someday. We're huge in uh, French Canada, there. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they love us there. All right, well, thanks again, man. Best of luck. Enjoy the rest of the hockey playoffs and uh, keep up all the great work you're doing across all the media landscape. Where can people track you down? At Digital Gambler on Twitter and that and Veasan, uh, obviously. But Fantastic. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Best of luck. Au revoir. Yes, and again, again, French Canada. New to moi. I don't know how to say we love you. Something like that. We'll get there. Awesome hockey season, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, give you shit if Carolina loses at all, because well, that's, the on, that's the only future. That's the only future I'm what, sitting on. It's only future. They, they at? Before you know, before we go here, what are they at? They're at like uh, six, six and a half, seven. Yeah, yeah, we got them at twenty. Like we have equity. Yeah, yeah, come on, I, I gave you we what did. you asked for. Yes. Yeah, we got a good number. We can't. Get all right. I'm seeing. I'm seeing nine. Nine to one. At uh, at Chris, I might reinvest. Mm. All right, good job, guys. Mm. All right, good job. We'll yes. let it ride. All right, good luck best of luck. Ah, right, bounced. He wants to go catch the puck drop. Gotta catch Bruins. Gotta catch that puck caps. drop. Puck drop. I'm glad we did it early so we can watch the game. I know how much he likes. <laughs> was that the reason he wanted to do it early? No, I offered it. I offered it. Okay, I like, yeah. I, I, I don't, don't want either. I'm gonna go. Don't want to run over the actual, you, you know, super high profile game for his favorite team. You know.